0: Welcome to another episode of Love with Elise Peck. I'm your host, Elise Peck. I'm a best-selling author, certified mindset coach, psychology student, former lawyer, wife, and mother to two primary school-aged girls. Today, I'm really happy to be speaking with Marie Farah. Now, Marie is um, a mother to four kids. They are 11, 8, 5, and 3. So she's got a lot of experience to share with us. Um, So thank you so much for being here, Marie.
1: Oh you're welcome it's my pleasure.
0: Yeah thank you I'm yeah thrilled to be speaking to someone that's um experienced with four children.
1: Well experienced I don't know. I've come so long. Here to tell the <laughs> tale. you feel ready or not.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah you're here to tell the tale. Um, I would love to know if you could give your pre-motherhood self any advice about motherhood what would it be?
1: Right oh uh, I was just thinking about it today. Um, how come I ended up like that? <laughs> because I did want kids. Like it was something I was really, since I was young, uh, I always had this idea of a big family. Um, but it's been bumpy, right? So, advice probably really letting go of expectations and uh, uh, all those like ideas and plans you think you figured out and you have to get there. I think this has brought me the most frustration and uh, uh, yeah, troubles. <laughs> So yeah, really learning. I think that's that's the biggest thing I've been learning. Uh, that you don't need to figure it out. There is not only one right way to do things, and it's even all right to think it's good now. And even with another kid or with the same one later, you just feel it's not working anymore. So it's. I feel there are a lot of things that hold you back just because you kind of hold on something it has to be this way you were taught, or you really think or whatever external or internal pressure uh sometimes it really blocks you from going the way that that is calling you you know so i think that's probably it so it's like to keep
0: an open mind
1: yeah but I even feel like it's probably all right I probably wouldn't even want to give myself advice <laughs> I feel it's really hard to accept it when you're not ready for it and uh even if I heard it I probably did it can't really get in if you're not ready yeah. so you know just really being gentle in uh, Accepting that it's the right thing to do, you are at the right place, you have all the tools, and you'll figure it out. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I've, I've, you know, had an experience in life, and thought to myself, ah, now what someone said to me
1: ten years ago makes sense. Right? Yeah, you have to grow to it when yeah. at your own pace. So it's no point beating yourself up for like I should. I wish I had known. Yeah. You know, who knows? Maybe you did know, but it didn't just uh, get in.
0: Yeah. yeah, I've been given. i you know, I've received a lot of advice over the years, and it's sort of, it's only through lived experience that you really learn, and then you can be like, that's why people say that thing.
1: Yeah, that's.
0: I like to be like, and I remember at the time thinking, I, I remember being at work, for example, and someone saying to me, just he he was really into. I think he was a Buddhist. Um, And he was like, why don't you just for a moment float out of your body and imagine being like an eagle on top of this event and looking down and seeing yourself within this event from that perspective, almost like he was telling me he could see me within the current. He was like really, you know, much older than me and a lot more experienced and very senior in, in the profession, whatever. And he's like, just step outside and see yourself within this and it'll give you a different perspective. But he obviously had enough experience to see the big picture in myself in it. But me kind of young in the ranks and whatever was so in you know, it, I didn't, I couldn't have that perspective. And it's only, you know, 10 years later now that I can look back and be like, ah, I see that situation differently. So I think that's it's so true. We can give advice, but it might just plant a seed. Yeah that doesn't kind of bloom until later. I'm sorry if anyone can hear the background noise. I think the neighbors are yeah work on their on their house.
1: Um, yeah, that's right. So I think it's really this trust, you know, that you'll get the right information and the right tools at the right time. Like, uh, that's probably the most useful thing. Yeah, and even that you need to learn on your own. It's so
0: true, and it's even with us with giving advice. Sometimes, <laughs> um, I, when I used to, I used to really focus on the love relationship space, and I used to sort of do a lot of content about the art of surrender, getting mm. of surrender, blah blah blah. And then, you know, a few years later, I'll see, say people, I'll see people doing content like, you just don't need to try so hard; you just need to let go. And they think it's their own idea. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say, I kind of, you know, and it's sort of teaching us that we can't force other people to to be ready to hear a message either, as well. Um, yes, it's a great reminder. Uh, but there is power in planting a seed, I think, and there is power in sharing. Oh,
1: definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the things are there in, yeah. They also take time, so of course, it's probably useful to hear it before it actually makes effect because it might just take that long. So yeah, I'm not saying like, don't listen to anything, but just don't, I think it's more and more for me, it's coming back to this, like really learning how to be gentle to yourself. And uh, because there's so much pressure today and from all, all directions from, even if it's well thought, I feel like this liberation that women are experiencing now goes, yeah, it's tricky ground because my personally, this is, I think my biggest struggle I feel like there's no excuse. You know, I should be able to figure it all out. We have all the tools, all the women, the generations before they've been fighting for it. Now we, and I'm like, how come I, I don't know how to handle it. How, you know, so. I think the advice just needs to come with this like gentle <laughs> yeah package, yeah. so it wouldn't hurt you or like crush you down more than yeah, actually, yeah, help you to um, kind of lean on it and get up. You
0: know? yeah i i I remember thinking, you know, I'd uh, be like that Marie Forleo quote, like everything is figure outable.' And I can do anything I set my mind to, and all this sort of stuff. High achiever, and then I got to motherhood. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look, it was a huge shift uh, becoming a parent to one, but I, I was, I was managing enough to get to decide I was going to have another. Right, Um, and it was really when I had to balance two that I thought, oh my gosh, (laughs) I don't know if I can figure this out. and so I sort of just chose to prioritize responsively parenting, but it meant I had to sacrifice a lot of myself and a lot of mm-hmm. a lot, like even my mental health. Um, to that, I sort of cut everything out just so I could just focus on just responsive parenting, because that's kind of like all it was taking all my energy. And I used to think. For years, I've thought, I mean, my kids are older now. For years, I thought, like, what could I have done it differently? What could have, would an au pair have worked? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I would have trusted an O pair like, to be mm, Yeah, a young kid. They haven't become a parent themselves. Like, it's just a part-time job in a country. They're probably going to leave. Like, would I really have to? And I've been trying to figure out, like, how do you figure this out? And I think I've come to the conclusion that it's not figure outable because society does not provide enough yeah. for mothers um and I think mothers should be getting financial support they should be getting um you know house cleaners and like basically you're seen as someone that needs care like in any other phase of life if you just say get a disability or this or that you're yeah. seen as someone that needs a carer and mothers need a carer because mothers have lost the capacity to care for themselves because they're caring for something else they need someone caring for them so I think um while we need to give each other tips on how to get through it, we also need to recognize that a lot of work needs to be done in getting society to value motherhood and support motherhood a lot better.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's, I can relate to that so deeply. Uh, I've been puzzling myself. Like, yeah. So often you're like, how am I supposed to juggle, right? There's so much, even the time, find time to just sit down and write. down. You, know, you know, already this is a challenge and, then I keep thinking, probably it's useful to admit this equation is almost unsolvable. Like I want to achieve something that is so difficult. Um that yeah, like you say. And what really troubles me, I think, and that's why also I chose to and I'll stay with the kids. And uh even if I sometimes have those doubts, like, am I like going you know, like kind of backwards? <laughs> um um but because I feel like the society is not set up for it. They look like or they they want to look, they are helping. But for me it's helping in a wrong way. So like you say, even like the opera, all the system that's it's like all designed to help the mom so she can get rid of the kids. Yes. As if like the life what we want is actually the kids don't stay in a way. And it was always difficult for me. Like it didn't. There was something deeply troubling. Now, like it's just not right. So I felt like I can kind of, if there is one in the equation to be sacrificed, partly or like that has to adopt more. And uh, I feel like I'm. It's it's better if it's me and another kid yeah that you know, uh you're the parent, you're the responsible one, you have the experience you are uh and uh, yeah, it always felt so heavy that the kid needs to adopt, yes, and even with the opera, I had the same like our families are overseas, so it's really hard and uh, I I regularly I have this like on my list, like should I do it, getting at least babysitter um but i noticed another thing that is troubling me that for the kid i really want them to have a relationship with people that won't disappear already the families are far and with you know so like a lot of things keep changing if they meet through activities next time they wouldn't meet the friends anymore so this is the other tricky part that yeah i think so many moms talk about it right is the community um Quality of of uh, of connections you want to have, and that is really missing. That all the tools that seem to be here for us lack this aspect, and uh, yeah, it makes it really. It will always be trying, but it's like it can't really click all together into one piece. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think definitely I I would want the society to re-question or like redefine or open the discussion again about like what it actually means to support the mouse i mean you always think about those little uh, pictures right like uh it's like four jobs that the mom does often like or the, the the parent who is at home um so definitely more support in other way than just, okay, you go to job work so you can have some money back for daycare and stuff like that. It's really like, I feel like it's miss, uh, missed, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was my experience. I felt like um, it would have been just so much easier for me to go back to work, you know? Uh, there was a, a workplace that was willing to take me back there. Yeah that you get subsidies on childcare, um, you know, it just, it was like all of life was set up now to encourage women back into the workplace. But my whole instinct was like, but I want to be home with my children. But there was just no support for that decision. Unless, you know, the only support is, you know, if you're happy to have done your due diligence and marry someone that is is very supportive of that, uh, which uh, thankfully I had. Yeah thankfully he wanted to support me to to be a stay-at-home mom and he wanted to stay home mom but um I mean thankfully because I can't even imagine without that support how, how hard it would have been but you know you know you've got to hope you've at least got a partner that supports you and even that that's not enough because it's too much for both of you to take on he's now working <laughs> um, oh yeah
1: yeah definitely I could feel like how are we supposed to cover everyone's knees? Like, you know, my time, his time, we together with other kids. Each kid also, this is another thing, when you have more, you uh-huh. see that they also enjoy the like one-to-one time. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And uh, you have to really, you know, f- I feel what, and I still struggle with it, but I'm trying to get there. Like in advance, kind of put it all together, what I should so i make sure at least in a month or like a longer time i manage to do a little bit of each otherwise you just get pulled in in like months go by and yeah you just don't if you don't do this type of self-care it's really hitting i, I I've, I've hit this bottom i think last year um you still feel like no it's all right i can run on empty i just you know you kind of try to uh put aside things that feel less important uh so you do everything you need to cover but then it hits you back so yeah but that's right it's it's tricky and then also I still struggle with it I feel like then you have two options or you go back to work and there's all this support like don't feel be bad mom you know there's the quality time that counts more than like how much you spend with them and uh so there is this support I feel like from the society or then you're just happy to be at home and you enjoy baking and uh, cooking and uh, you know playing with the kids. But I honestly, I can't find myself in any of those two I don't know, uh, uh, parts. And, uh, yeah, it's odd and off. Like uh, I still feel like I wouldn't done it differently because I just felt like in my circumstances, what was possible, it couldn't. Things like those things were really important that the kids feel uh, connected to parent. And also, I really enjoy now I homeschool uh, two of them, or like one. Um, the other is preschool, and uh, my oldest is at school now. Um, and I can see how they enjoy like the slower routine they did always i imagine if i would need to get them every day at school at 9 and especially the the younger ones who are 5 and 8 it's really full on and all the activities you know the life is really busy so i really feel like i want to give them this but then i have moments where i would kind of get jealous of my husband's career and like i think i have a part of me that really wants to do other things uh, I focus on other, like using my brain in, like you know, like more challenging ways. Um, so yeah, it's it's not easy, and I can't really say I'm perfectly like happy with it. But I still feel like I'm trying to figure it out. In the first years, I'm I'm really I feel like it was a good good choice but yeah I still can imagine it could have been much much easier for the moms and they shouldn't I think be pushed to choose that way because it's hard if you're not fully in peace with it it really can hit you back when you have the you know low moments and then you request you a bit angry and the frustration for me the hard part would also be to keep the frustration not lash it out on everyone around <laughs> so yeah it's i i hear it yeah yeah so what was life like
0: before you became a
1: mom sorry what was life like for you before you became All right a mom? well <laughs> it's even hard to remember i go i had my first but was no, 26 so i just finished uni i did two years of like a admin work uh because i moved abroad uh so uh i didn't get to work in my field um and then yeah my husband finished his studies and we moved to another country so it was quite quick i feel like and i had this doubt like uh, was it better to wait a bit longer have a few years you know a lot of friends around would be having kids just like when I had my youngest uh, probably they would already have a few years of career maybe they bought a house like you know all this um more things were settled for them to eventually be able to go back to something or not starting from scratch uh but yeah for me it didn't really happen so I feel my professional life was really quick (laughs) short (laughs) and uh So yeah, it definitely adds to the frustration, like, oh my god, once I can go back to it, I need to kind of start from zero, and it will be so hard, and what am I supposed to do, this confidence that is really, um, you know, crumbling, like, what am I to offer, yeah, yeah, so. there's nothing really i could go back to also because we've moved another country like yeah um now we're here for 5 years in australia so um what was your uni what was your uni studies in i studied linguistics and translation so languages in uh yeah i, I did a bit of freelance work in between the kids um from home, but uh, nothing like long term. And uh, yeah, it's, um... on the other hand, I feel I've I've learned so much. And uh, I was, at the beginning I was happy with the first one. It felt like, it's oh, great. I have more time to figure out what I really want to do. You know, there are so many topics you want to learn and also feel like you do another, Almost unique studies with the kids. Like, if you want to, <laughs> starts with the birth, right, and all this like attachment parenting. Uh, uh, what food? What what type of uh, um, education? Uh, oh, it's <laughs> with the first. Yeah, <laughs> really big. Work. Yeah, yeah, you ke- you feel like you keep learning. You keep processing information, researching. Uh, So I definitely, uh, that way, I I used my brain. Um, And uh, there were also a lot of other topics I got to um, discover. So I feel actually grateful sometimes (laughs) in the better days that I had this capacity. I feel like a lot of people also being caught in the full-time work Uh, um rhythm just keeps them too busy and tired to really you know uh question some things and and even I can say my husband like I try sometimes to make him uh you know uh um discover some things i i feel like we should go further beyond like the standard you know like that's how people do it around if it's like i don't know type of school or or parenting and it's so hard i mean he works in research right so he he should be but i feel like his capacity is just filled with the with the job and it's really hard for him to find time and space like mental space to really let the new information in So I am definitely happy. I don't need to do like full-time job. I think it would be at cost of so many other things I've been able to focus on. So that's, that's really good. Also, but as well, like I I have this privilege and, and uh, there is always this part, like, is it all right to rely on my partner financially? Right. Like, is it uh, progressive enough? Is it like, even let's say like uh, safe in a way like you know what happens like you also want to be able to be independent so yeah there are all those things that you're trying to juggle and it and yeah it keeps evolving but and I think if we had like two three kids maybe it wouldn't take that long so it feels easier to do a bit of that and then uh you know what uh, already i can feel it allows you i have much more space and energy definitely now to do other things than previous years and it's it was only delayed because of the youngest who came a bit a surprise uh, surprised. uh mm, so now he's almost three and it's already much easier so Like now they're at home, they're just in the room together. So uh, when I look back, the intense time where you really need to be like available and it's really hard to like get other things in. (laughs) It's really just like, yeah, maybe two years per kid and still it depends, right? What, how the kids are. And it was definitely the most challenging with my oldest. I must say, like, I think it's something most likely wouldn't repeat <laughs> in the same intensity. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's worth it, but he really can't say I've figured it out, and I have no idea like what's what's coming. So it's still in progress.
0: Mm, you're still in um, sort of quite an intense period because you've got a three year old. Yeah. There, there's there a lot of a lot of work. Um, mine, my youngest is now five, mm. and um, they're both at school, uh, weekdays, and I, yeah, I can feel myself really loading back in, and I, I know, even though I've only had two, I resonate with the sensation that you get kind of lost in this world. And it's you've got all these things to think about. Is this safe to be relying? What happens if my husband was to die all these his income? Um, you know, uh, what if I'm gonna return to a career, what am I going to do? Um, have I made the right choice? It seems like everyone that, you know, is having babies later and set themselves up financially has more stability. I, I really resonate with all, all of that mental load that you're holding while you're parenting. Um, and I think. I think when you're in it, it feels like forever. Hmm. Once it passes, it's like, oh, okay. I wish I could go back and tell that version of me, like, this is just a tiny little blip. And then you'll have another 40
1: years, 50 years, 30 years, whatever it is. Um, but again, right, I, I'm i sure we heard it. Like my parents keep telling me this all the time, right? <laughs> Enjoy goes away so quickly. And yeah, I mean, I I did believe them, but even if... Uh, when you're exhausted, right? When you don't sleep enough, when you just, uh, like, always someone needs you. Like, the demand on, like, a physical space and mental, yeah. It's, it's again, I think it comes back to, like, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. You enjoy it. You miss it. But could have been so much easier and nicer if you had more support to just be ah in a space where you can fully enjoy it in the present as well right Mm. (laughs) not just like remembering back because yeah it's beautiful my sister just got a baby and uh when i see the tiny i mean it's it's just precious right like those first months yeah it's beautiful but i have a few friends now who would have support um from mom or like other friends or even you have those doulas who would help you you know like with meals and stuff and I think it's really important like this is something I would really love to see everywhere um and not just a few often it would be like first three four weeks right but yeah I think the whole first year at least yeah (laughs) you get to because it's really um energy that if you manage to keep or like not Really uh, push beyond your your limits. Um, you can recover physically and mentally. and emotionally so faster. And uh, if you get depleted the first months, then yeah, it's 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 actually a really good investment to be able to um, have as much support as you can. But again, right today, it often comes back to also financial um, capacity. Uh, you know I always had this dream like with the youngest I was during lockdown a few friends helped me the first week they would bring me you know like dish or like soup or something like that I, um, I feel like it would be really amazing if we managed to do that like within community like you know one held the other and if you have to pay for all those services only really very wealthy persons can afford it Why the level of of care or help that would really allow the mum to enjoy it yeah
0: this is where i feel that financial yeah. support for mums would be so important because it would take off that mental load of the fear of losing the security of income if something was to happen with your husband um or partner you know it also help women that feel like they can't leave certain situations that might be unsafe yeah
1: oh um, the, yeah then there's all this right we're still talking about kind of like it's all working well and then of course you would have so many situations where that's but
0: I also think it would help um with having more finances to then um buy some more support you know to get a cleaner to get some ready-made meals
1: or something like that I just think which are healthy right which are like nourishing yeah which (laughs) are healthy and I think it's really hard to get like a a good quality and not just some like frozen (laughs)
0: yeah i think um you know we we do need more financial support for women and more resources put towards them when they're mothering for sure because it's just yeah it's it's such a load
1: um i I think we could see yeah sorry uh well we could see during lockdowns right how it's still kind of obvious that the moms get the load and like it keeps adding it's like sometimes i feel like it's it's bottomless you know like this and that and uh it's really important that uh, the society acknowledges the value of it. I think this is the, the, the big uh, kind of obstacle I feel uh, in moving, uh, like improving, uh, that it's still kind of, if, if we only focus on like, Economical value of, of services, right? Of or, or any activity or like the financial, then yeah, it's never valuable. The moms will never get their their part <laughs> in the in the graphics. But uh, yeah, I think it would need to really be redefined because it's so important. Like, come on, even a long term, right? You need the kids too. Like that's the basics of our society. <laughs> Come on, it's not something like marginal that okay, make it happen. Don't annoy us with it. In uh, all this like you know, I think it's changing slowly, but there's still this resistance. Like ah, oh, but she wants to have kids, or she already has kids, so she's you know like not that uh, reliable as employee than uh, someone who uh is not in that situation. So I always feel like it's a as if it was some kind of you know yeah, thing that you don't want to bother anyone with it we like pretend it's not here and the kids is the same you just put them somewhere right uh so they don't yeah. bother the functioning the puff perf- the productivity so i think if we manage to look at those things differently mm. hopefully they could be the start to really value more and then even like uh, justify that the support is really good investment it's not just like we we are lazy or whatever.
0: Yeah. and we've got a decreasing population and a um, right. <laughs> balance that our population is increasingly the majority are older and they're going to be retired and we're not going to have enough young workers coming through to support um this, this aging population and I think well you know my goodness you can see why a lot of people don't produce the same amount of babies as they used to because it's just Support's not there. But also, I mean, the other difficulty, the other difficult thing is, is that um, family units used to all agree on how to parent. So you had kind of support within your family unit. But now, because, you know, the last hundred years has really been screwed up by a lot of so-called experts and a lot of modern inventions to try and get rid of the natural. Yes. Of parenting and to try to take a knife to nature and to try and make it more marketable and make it something that you can make money out of. Now we've got and and the market the the companies that have marketed this have done such a good job of convincing us to kind of like adopt their new thing as the norm and to not talk about you know the downsides with anyone because that's judging and it, it, there's all this so there's this massive divide now of people that wanted to be like the Victorian era, that wanted to be like, um, you know, the first queen who didn't like holding her baby, therefore wanted to have a cot, and therefore everyone wanted to be like the queen. And it's like, really, I think that person had a personality disorder with they didn't have empathy, but because they wore royal clothing, everyone was like, let's be like that. And mm-hmm. then there's just been all of this kind of, all of this messaging that has made people confused and full of options where we all just used to, breastfeed and hold our babies you know if you go back
1: I know and yeah it adds up for me as well I think well well I was all the time with the kids I lived abroad so like I didn't have like families uh, regularly uh, around but uh, it, what we do visit or even what I hear from friends this often adds to the limits of help right because it's and i think it's what you start you you uh hit on it a little bit with the au pairs or babysitters once you start to question and you really want to go deeper and you you want and you feel like what's standard today, it's really broken, there is a lot of trauma, that there is so much, like, you know, it, it's hard to just rely on, like, what's the standardized advice or, like, current uh, research or whatever, although I think it's getting better, but it's still delayed uh, with uh, um, reality. So, you can't just rely on anyone, right? <laughs> even Even parents, like, even the grandparents, often there is such a big uh, uh yeah like gap or like it's clashing their parenting styles so it's another reason often uh why it's hard to get this help because yeah. you feel like you you cannot compromise your values or what you think is good for the children just for uh some extra yeah rewards, right yeah,
0: the yeah only help available to me um uh was I will someone offered when I had a newborn to put the newborn in a pram and wheel them around the block but I knew my my newborn is going to be screaming themselves
1: this was my mom yeah she had this like I walk you know with the Mm pram and he wouldn't want to be there I would need to carry him in the wrap I think with the third she would carry them sometimes as well she got there but yeah
0: like oh I don't really want to be away from my baby so then She sat there and did nothing. I asked her to come for the first two weeks, sat there and did nothing but criticise the way I'd given birth and had me in tears. And
1: then the feedback was, oh, Elise doesn't accept help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would also, yeah, yeah, I would help you with them, but they are really, you know, they are difficult. I have some friends who say, like, even the grandparents don't want to spend the time because they don't know how to handle them because the parenting for them is so difficult. They were used to really, you know, like, obey and yeah when children when you let them express and you want to acknowledge the kids feelings and all this a lot of adults and i really feel even with my own experience what i would need the most sometimes i like i would need to freeze them for like you know at least few months so i can like work on myself (laughs) it's so hard to do it and at the same time being able to be present every day Mm -hmm. uh because I feel there's so much I would need to do before so you don't process all your problems and triggers and things yes at the same time as as like parenting uh this is a big uh, challenge today I feel because uh, yeah I just think it comes back to like we are doing impossible job like it's it's so big what we need to take in and be able to. So it will never be kind of perfect in a way, you know, we can just do as much as we are capable of. And it's always good. It's already much better, right, than what used to be. So it's it's valuable. It already has an impact. And even if we will do some other troubles, and maybe our kids will go to therapy for that as well, right? It's still better than think it's still better to keep trying if you feel this is really something that is important and I think for me also this is the reason why I feel it's better that I chose this instead of like uh, uh, delegating more the parenting side in working on my own professional things because I feel it's almost like um it's so important today to raise the kids in a way they'll be able, they'll be as much prepared as possible for what's coming for them because the the world is so unpredictable. No one can say what their life will be when they're adults, right? It keeps changing so quickly on all levels, if it's nature, climate, society, well, technology.
0: I think I think the one thing that will never change is that humans need connection
1: yeah definitely but I think if you if they should be able to have connections right they need to be resilient and having like this strong kind of bond in and being really like raised having like you know like those roots that they really can connect to themselves so they they would feel what's right and yes, I so
0: for me that. I thought the one thing that I can count on is giving them secure attachment, secure exactly, connection, yes, and teaching them the blueprint for rewarding relationships because that's timeless. Technology can never replace that. It's the one thing that humans really need. Um, so I thought if I focused on connection as the basis of my parenting, that that is that was like the one true gift I can give. And I think it's true. We've got to aim for progress, not perfection. And as long as we progress, on the generation before um you know we've, we've we've done a good job but I just want to also add that something that really did help me in terms of were mentioning processing triggers and while you're parenting having to process triggers um every time I would you know breastfeed my babies to sleep or lie in the bed with them to sleep I would use that time to meditate mm, I think yeah that was it's important. Uh, originally I would probably use it on my phone to scroll and to learn a lot about motherhood but eventually I learned um I found out that apparently meditation is way more rejuvenating than sleep. So if you just get a few meditations in the day, we very healing for your brain. So that's just a really big tip I want to put in there is instead of being there thinking, Oh, when's this baby going to go to sleep? You see that this is a healing time. This is meditation yeah. time. Switch off, focus on your breath and um, allow your mind to just let everything that needs to come up, come up. And eventually it'll find a quiet place. And that in itself is helping to process the experience you're going through. Um, and that was just a really important survival tip for me to get through a time, yeah,
1: that's definitely true. Yeah, that's right. And I feel like, uh, in general, the most useful that all oh, that you can do is we're gonna do one more minute and then we'll be done that um you really invest in yourself and uh you try to even when you with the kids like they mirror and absorb so much of the parent emotions especially the parents they are connected to because they spend time with them um so often i even feel this is the biggest lesson i I've, i'm getting they push you in things you need to work on so if you think they're acting out or they are kind of like difficult to handle it's always for me it was always much more efficient if i tried to like figure out uh how i can get to calm space why is it so hard for me why is it triggering what is um not everything, but it's a lot. <laughs> it's really a big part of it. And also I can notice like there are days where I can handle it better. The same situations, right? A uh, cycle has to do with it as well, right? So, okay. topic. so it's also good to kind of be gentle as well. Like there are some days where it's just hard and it's all right. Uh, But yeah, if I manage to be in the space where I've also covered somehow a little bit of my needs and again it's not like the perfect it can be anything right there's not like i need to be able to do that uh hour of something or like i think we have to be creative and flexible and like whatever it counts if it goes in the right direction even a few steps um everything is easier to handle so yeah yeah definitely and it's good the meditation it's something i'm still working on it's really hard to sit and empty my head oh. <laughs> so it's it's very useful yeah
0: yeah i love that seeing um your triggers as uh, you know your child showing you where where there's some internal internal reflection to be had and yeah, it's a really good point um Marie, thank you so much. Our, our time is, we've gone a little bit over, so I'll wrap it up now. But um, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, this it was life, nice. Homeschooling, and you're a mum to four, and you're honestly doing such important, valuable work in this world. Uh, it's a true gift to not just your children, but to humanity um, that you're willing to give of yourself in this way that's going to raise children that got got that one-on-one care that got that support that got that love that knew that they were important that had a mom that was willing to go deep as you mentioned on the topic you really go deep You research you really invest in it and i think the ripple effect that will have for generations to come is just so powerful and so important so i just want to acknowledge
1: that's right i think yeah i feel like all moms we do that and it's really important to um um highlight it right that yeah it really matters it's doesn't matter if you can't put a tag price on it it has other values that are much much beyond all this yeah
0: the end of your life all you're left with other memories of the connections you had you know
1: yeah that's right so to more connections huh?
0: <laughs> yeah thank you so much for thank reading. you yeah, yeah.